0: Hey, Dommy, how are you doing?
1: Good, we're in the park again.
0: We're in a park. Okay, so this is, I've brought you back to a very, um, very triggering place because this park that we're in right now, we're in a Vacaville neighborhood and we're getting ready to interview the two Olympic race walkers who live in Vacaville uh, before they head off to Tokyo. And this park was the last time before the pandemic went nuts in March of 2020 that we shot an Olympic story. Yeah weird right
1: this has been i think was it our first olympic story
0: it was our first in-person story and our last in-person story <laughs> yeah. when the olympics were actually going to be in 2020 and at the time i'm it's funny i remember us talking to these athletes about this coronavirus and covid i think we were calling it covid 18 because we kept forgetting it was 19 at the time yeah. I mean, that's how new the whole thing was and um, I mean, who would have guessed what was about to happen, right? Lots yeah. of changes.
1: Too many changes.
0: Too many changes, including a big one for you and me. And that's what we're here to talk about today.
1: Yep. Super Olympic fun. reporting from a park again. <laughs> yes. To the bench.
0: OK, so on this Dying to Ask, we've got some uh, kind of big news for us, kind of a major change in how we do Olympic coverage. We'll tell you all about it after this. Olympians, they're just different. Sure, they're fitter and faster, but they're mentally different too. Because when the body breaks down, the Olympic mindset takes over. And this year with the first ever delayed Olympics, that mindset is more important than ever. My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I have covered the last 10 Olympics for Hearst Television. 20 years of studying and, well, obsessing about how Olympians do life. These are the stories of how Team USA's athletes get to the top of a podium and how you can get some Olympic edge in your life coming out of one of the most challenging years ever for all of us. This is Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. I... We're not going to
1: Tokyo. No, we're not going we're literally on the bench
0: (laughs) (laughs) sitting at a park bench and we're on the bench um so yes we are for the first time in 20 years not going to an olympics together we had a really great streak 10 olympics working together as a team Um, you've covered 11 olympics in person Um, but yeah i mean we worked together as a team in olympics around the world for 20 straight years and i think i was always told although i never had a way to confirm it that we were the longest running Olympic photographer reporter team that NBC had, had.
1: Well, we were told two Olympics ago we were. Yes. So that makes us above everybody else because there's nobody <laughs> in network that's done it more than that. I don't there's think nobody. so. There's nobody. I don't, I don't think, think so. There's anybody. No,
0: we had a really, really awesome streak going there for a really long time, but our company did make the decision back in the beginning of March for a variety of reasons, some of them super obvious, um, that our team was not going to be going to the Olympics this time. So, for the last couple of months, we have continued doing Olympic coverage just in a really different way, and most of it
1: from my laundry room. Yeah. Yeah. And from my edit booth. And from where we could find somebody.
0: Yeah. So it's that's really how we've been able to catch up with our Olympic athletes. So it's a little bit different for us. I mean, on the one hand, I haven't actually watched the Olympics in 20 no. years. Uh-uh. I haven't seen any. Like when people either complain or compliment the television coverage, yeah. <laughs> the network coverage. Honestly, I really have had no idea what was airing because we haven't sat and watched it as viewers in 20 years. In fact, you used to buy the commemorative DVD when you got back oh, from yeah. the Olympics so that you could actually watch the coverage that had aired.
1: Yeah, now you could watch it on NBC on demand.
0: Yeah, now so you can stream it. I mean, like it, that's so. how much things have changed. But um, yeah, so we are going to be based in Sacramento, but still covering the Olympics for Hearst Television. Just in a really different way. So um, for one thing, I'll be working on the station's Olympic Zone program every night, and you will as well. You're going to be in, in-house um, at KCRA and gathering all the content and helping produce content. Yep. And we have a ton of stories that we've put together that will be airing during the Olympics.
1: Yep, and there's a bunch of little teeny tiny little stuff that you'll see that you won't see anywhere else.
0: That's right. So, um, and I'll be working, like I said, on the Olympic Zone show, and it's kind of funny. One of our colleagues had said, "Well, you've seen the Olympic Zone, you know how it goes," and I didn't say anything. But the truth is, I've never seen it.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I've seen it when I dubbed it off for you, and we get the yeah, but I've never. Same... <laughs> But, but again, I've,
0: like, I've never been here when it's on. I've been a part of it, but I've never actually sat and watched it, so I'm sure it's a great program. I'm totally looking forward to working on it, but I'll be doing that for a couple of weeks here on KCRA doing mornings and then coming back in the afternoons to be doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a little different, but you know, it's different for everybody this year. And there, the number of people who are in Tokyo, we have a lot of friends and colleagues who are there. It's going to be a very different experience for them as well. And uh, there is a much smaller contention of people going media-wise, still a lot of people, but it is a smaller group for yeah. a lot of obvious reasons. People limiting exposure, limiting the number of people getting into the country and all that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately a lot of those folks that we know that are going there won't be able to do what we used to do, which is go everywhere and do everything, which is what we mainly did anyways. Uh-huh. So we'll be able to go anywhere and do anything here, which is... <laughs>
0: Look at you finding the silver linings. (laughs) That's pretty good. All right, so let me ask you a couple questions people always ask me. Which was your favorite Olympics that we went to?
1: Well, Italy, because the food was fantastic. London, number two, because I got to go afterwards, we got to go to France, which kind of, it was great, but when you go by yourself, uh, you know, well, France is for lovers, and I was by myself. (laughs)
0: You, you did send some kind of lonely postcards after that trip those were a couple of really good ones i think one of my favorites was probably truthfully the first one the sydney olympics i uh. ne- i had never been in that kind of an environment before i was super young and you absolutely took care of me and our job changed within 48 hours of us getting there so everything i had prepared for got thrown out the window and oh, yeah. i ended up in a completely different job and it was pre-9-11, so the world was very different back oh, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, so you could do almost anything, and we did. We did some really ridiculous, crazy things, and it was also pre-cell phones. So there was no social media. Nope. There was no, like, somebody getting you at any moment of the day. There was no taking a picture and, you know, posting it instantly. It was a lot harder work because you had to go gather everything, and it was super fun. So, you know, it, it is um, definitely an assignment that I think has made... It's definitely made me a much more resourceful journalist. There isn't anything that I do in my job that isn't directly impacted and has not benefited from working on the Olympic project because anything that can go wrong will go wrong in that kind of an environment.
1: Oh, yeah, but it was still fun to travel. I just being, remember being so exhausted, though. That was that's, that a start of being tired all the time and then working for the next one because, honestly, this, this one... Two, a year delayed but we started working on this almost what, four years ago.
0: yeah easily, so yeah
1: we're always looking ahead we're always putting things away. we're always saving saving video, putting stuff away and hey this person this kid this this is this, this, this person this athlete is gonna be something and we see them at 18. yeah and then three years later or two years later, four years later they're older and they're bigger they're wiser and they're better. And we have this video of them when they were kids. Yeah,
0: so. and that's because of you, though, Domi, it really no. is. I mean, you're so good. You, you're you the, the keeper of the Olympic knowledge around the no. station, and you have squirreled away moments in some of these people's lives that I know you help share with them oh. when they become big names, you know, the whole country knows during the Olympics. But you've always been really good at spotting them and, and saying that's one to keep an eye on. And you have a, a memory that is... As impressive as it is frightening at times well, <laughs> because just you finding, remember just everything. that
1: little frame of data. hey, I got that somewhere. I just I have to know. go somewhere to find Give me an hour or so. I'll yeah, find it. <laughs> and he always does.
0: He always does. So, yeah, it's going to be a different kind of an Olympics for us, but, you know, we're still excited. And, you know, I think we both are so geeky about it. And when people say, like, why do you still do it? Because uh, it's fun and it's really hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And that's the game is trying to figure out ways to do the impossible 24-7. And yeah. that is only possible because of you. So I appreciate everything that you've done on the road for the last 20 years. And um, even though we'll be at home, getting to go home to our own beds every night, uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks of working
1: hard with you again. Oh yeah, Well, it's not over. This is like the start of, remember this one next year that we're going to be working, that we've already started working on. And then there's another one in a few more years, but We always keep an eye out for those athletes, and we hope that our Olympic folks that we know, like Albeda and Star and all those people that are athletes help us out stuff.
0: No doubt. Okay, so we can at least go out for sushi while we're
1: here,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should try to find like a truly authentic Japanese experience while we're still working the Olympics. So that's going to be one of my goals, is to still get to experience some of the things that we've been looking forward to.
1: Well, that, to top it off, is a 21 days of that, of And then
0: there's that. There's we that. are so, <laughs> launching a 21-day challenge during the Olympics with our pal 2008 Olympic gold medalist, Gabe Gardner. And it's basically going to be a daily challenge, 21 straight days, where we're asking you to commit to moving, exercising, doing something positive for your either physical or mental health for 21 straight days, while being inspired during the Olympics by the athletes. Yeah. So we've got that coming up. and We've got some really good pieces on that to get you motivated. What are you going to do for the 21 days?
1: Well, I'm going to, I yanked out the athletic closet, mm-hmm. I pulled out a basketball, my mitt, a bat, golf clubs. Oh my gosh, this is very glory days. So it's going to do something different, try to do something. I picked out like six things I was going to do, try to do at least once. You're
0: going to rotate them? So you're I'm doing something different. You say it's an awesome I've idea. I
1: involved a few of the guys and a few people at work to, there's a park across the street. So at nine o'clock, I'll show up there with my mitt or basketball, and either shoot hoop or throw a ball for awesome. for half an hour. Or so you gonna bring I'm, your putter? No, actually, uh, I'm gonna go to Bing Maloney first thing in the morning and place nine nine, nine holes with a seven iron. Perfect. And, and run.
0: Okay, that's good. So that's,
1: that's, that's, uh, I have to be the first one out there to do it, so.
0: When we go on the road, Dami brings a putter and a golf ball, and he will set it up. He sets up his own, like, little mini golf course, (laughs) and it could be in the workspace where we put our stories together, it could be in the hotel, or, you know, wherever we're staying. But yeah, you'll hear, like, this little putt, putt, (laughs) (laughs) like, at all hours, so I would hope you'd maybe bring that out. Well, Well I mean,
1: remember in China when (laughs) security didn't like me putting in the hallway, and they called everybody out, and told me to stop in Chinese and I had to teach some maids how to putt after that was fine
0: (laughs) yeah I know they weren't sure
1: I mean you were an American
0: man coming in wielding a steel club yeah you know I mean I'm sorry but I might be on team China's side on that
1: one three balls on the ground and I'm putting it all down the hallway all right well I don't have to worry about any
0: international incidents over the next couple of weeks that's I mean I hope not I hope not anyway it was an awesome streak and broken for now but we do look forward to bringing you coverage and if you have olympic questions we have so many random facts that are stored away in our heads so reach out on social media and if you have questions about what you're seeing on TV, hopefully we can find you an answer or maybe we have a funny story we can tell you along the way. So the best way to keep up with me is on Instagram at runreadsip and uh, send me a direct message. I do read them all the time and I will be glad to answer your questions. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the big news. And we'll see you next time on the Dying to podcast.